0: 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Somebody Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're
2: going
1: to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on
2: ABC, followed by 7 News at
1: 11. She was hired to fix DC's 911 problems. It was the worst I'd ever seen.
2: But instead says she was fired for exposing the failures. The blame belongs in leadership. Now the IT digs into what fueled the mayor's decision. Tonight on 7 News at 5.
1: It's a Friday night in a small American town. You can hear the horns of the marching band. The smell of Frito-Pie wafting from concessions. The shouts and cheers from fans painted in uniformed colors. Fresh-cut grass on your sneakers. Children are laughing and running under the bleachers. The announcer wildly shouting into a microphone, Let's get ready for some football! You jump to your feet and scream, Let's go! The crowd goes wild, yeah! Yeah! Yeah, football! Junior leaders are flipping in the air. Popcorn flies everywhere. The band plays as we welcome this week's episode of the brighter side of football. <laughs> yeah. Do you know I found out that blue forty two means what did I write down? It's a mock against the quarterback.
3: It's a mock against the
1: quarterback? Yeah, you're mocking the quarterback. Blue the quarterback 42. says blue forty two. I read this on football.com. Okay. All right.
3: No, I, I, what a a generic website. (laughs) I, I went there right after I went to chair.com.
1: Right. (laughs) Right, right, right. Facts.com. I love it. I've got a bunch of facts and be throwing in the, in the episode because I love football, but I don't know a lot about it. I like the culture.
3: I think I, great. Let's talk about it. I, you know, me personally, not a big fan of the culture, but we'll get into that a little bit. But, Joining us today, we needed someone to come in. We're calling in the righty. You're a righty, right? I'm a righty. Thank God. Okay, we're calling in the righty. Danny Solomon's here. How you doing, buddy?
2: Good. Just glad to be right-handed, you know what I'm saying? Thank God. Otherwise, you have to fucking get your ass kicked.
1: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> what happens to a left handed football player? Do they like cut their hands off like Sharia law?
2: They can't see the blind spot, usually. Yeah. They can't see their blind side and they get sacked really hard and Ooh. a lot of them get injured. And, you know, yeah. Ed's boy, we're going to talk about it.
3: In a little bit. Not yeah, looking to. good. But Danny is the host of the Sorry We Love Football podcast and that's available everywhere. And uh, I did the show right before the season started. It's a really fun show. Y'all are amazing.
2: Masterful episode. Ed knows his shit, people. He's, you know, you think he's all about the, the dark side of life no football yeah and that's football. what he really cares about i love
3: well, fo- I, yeah. I, did, yeah, I grew up around it i um i you know this year i kind of like found my love again i was about to be gone forever but you know, when your team wins three games in a row, it all goes out <laughs> the fucking window. I know, you know all, all your ethics, <laughs> yeah, all those ethics but, you have. Um, your co-host Dan uh, Harrington is an Eagles fan, and you're a Chiefs fan. Yeah, so this has got to be getting kind of heated over there.
2: Yeah, Dan Hardigan is a is an Eagles fan. We watched the NFC and AFC championships together Whoa. in New Orleans. We did a live show. It was a fun time. Uh, go listen to that live up if you care about that sort of thing. Which I've heard tell. Your audience doesn't. But I'm still (laughs) very gung-ho about how well this went. And, you know, it was fun to watch with somebody who really, like, feels strongly as you do about a team. Because you can really—you feel like you can be friends and still hate each other for one week. It's okay to just really— lean into a seriousness. Are you going to watch the Super Bowl together? He's going to be in Riverside with his dad and I'm going to be here and weirdly enough, my dad is going to be in town.
0: Oh, you're going to be
2: with your dad? So we're going to both be with our dads. It it just worked out that way. I have no idea why or how. My dad is very much the reason why I decided I loved football and why I watched the Kansas City Chiefs because that's where I'm from. Then recently, so he moved to Florida, as old, old Jews do. And recently he told me he likes the dolphins now.
1: Ah, got
2: him! What like, the got fuck him. is got that? He's the, it's, a, it's a betrayal, really, because he taught me everything I... I am. I think this is like 90% of what I am.
1: I love it when fathers pass on a love for football to their sons. As long as it's not like violent, like whenever your team loses you like punch something. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. Um but if you like you're in the camaraderie, you can like father and son can talk about something. I think it's very healthy.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, football I mean, camaraderie is like, you know, you wanna talk you wanna get into the brighter sides of football. It brings mm-hmm. it keeps families together, you know, oh. like it really helps like bonding issues, you know, like it's like one thing like my father and I had a problem talking for many years, but we could always talk about football.
2: I wouldn't love my dad if it wasn't for the bond we <laughs> shared in football. Really? We would have nothing else in common. It's he would only just only football, that's it. That's basically it. I I mean, and I guess the the fact that he helped Birth me, I suppose. like the his portion of it, the seminal yeah. portion of it. Yeah. Um, so you
1: made a face when I said the violent thing. What have you seen someone do that was the most ostentatious, the most wild after the team lost? Like set a car on fire?
2: I mean, if you're talking about just in the world of like the the greater like clip universe where you can just see anything anybody, yeah, people have set fire to cars, people yeah. set fire to their own homes. There's great videos of people punching their TVs, yeah. uh throwing their TVs out the window. People will just wreck their living room. What, I would divorce my husband,
1: I'd be honest, so, if he was doing that shit, but I also wouldn't marry him if he was like that.
2: So that's the wince that I made, because personally, I can't judge it. Not Now, violence towards anyone is over the line, mm-hmm. uh, unless you're on a football field, of course. <laughs> yeah. But just... That expression, that momentary expression of pure rage, I just identify with it too much. I have not Ooh. done anything that ex- I haven't thrown a TV out the window. Mm-hmm. I will throw something, but but strategically, I've learned to throw it at my couch mm. so it hits something soft. It doesn't break. <laughs> Nobody's getting hurt. It's okay. It gets stuck in the cushions, and it's like, all right, you really no victims. That's good. You thought that through. Yeah,
3: I used to like football. Used to be like everything to me like when when i used to go when i it would ruin my week if the dolphins lost really you know it would like destroy and it was like one day it just kind of two times in my life actually it clicked one time when i in high school when i quit for playing football and i just started smoking weed and doing drama i just didn't watch for two years out of oh
1: wait yeah i've never seen a weed head like punch a tv
3: oh i mean you know there's plenty of people who smoke (laughs) weed and go to football and do awful (laughs) things i mean you know just listen to (laughs) hip-hop in okay, uh,
1: right. You're but- right. I was wrong. I'm
2: <laughs> yeah. wrong. Charles Manson, of course, uh, famous weed-smoking uh, mm. uh, assistant murderer. I yeah. Guess.
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Manager. Yeah. He was the manager. He was <laughs> He's the, the manager. <laughs> <So> I'm <laughs> going to need to call your manager. <laughs> no, you're not going to like this. So,
1: <laughs> Hell, us real.
3: But talking about violence and stuff like that, I saw growing up uh, in the Dolphins, I, go, I used to go every week, and I saw lots of violence, lots of fights. Mm-hmm. lots of. I saw a guy die. What? Yeah, I saw a guy. I saw it, it was a do- it was I was very young and I can I, I I just like I just remembered when you asked that question earlier and I forgot all about it. I've never heard the story. Ed. <laughs> new story. new story alert. Uh the but the so I was at the game, the Dolphins Jets, and after the game, we we're all piling out, the Jets lost. Jets beat the Dolphins as they do. And we're walking out and this guy starts screaming at this elderly Jets fan no. and the Jets fan starts screaming back at him and uh, he had a heart attack and died in front of all of us.
1: Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. The old man died? The old man died, yeah. So is that like involuntary manslaughter?
3: I don't know. We didn't stick around too much longer. No. But um, the um <laughs> I don't know what what that yeah. is as far as crime goes, but we got out of there. But yeah, they fell to the ground. They're big, you know, paramedics came and it was a, it was a big to do. And so I, I remember that. I've I've seen all kinds of, I've seen lots. I used to, it's funny. The dolphins, the cheap tickets to the dolphins used to be in the, like the 300 section up top and it was the Winn-Dixie fun zone. And yeah. if you bought enough check cola, you can get a $4 Dolphins ticket. And uh, it, got, it was the only section in all of the whole stadium that they wouldn't sell booze in because of how violent it would get.
2: Yeah. Well, the crowd that needs to get those colas down so they can get a $4 ticket.
3: Don't, Don't give them trust. Booze. And then, uh, but yeah, but you could just go two sections over and buy a
2: beer. <laughs> yeah, there's a loophole. You can yeah. also just sneak beer up your ass if you need to.
1: Wow. But, See, yeah. I did, I was in the marching band. Um, mm-hmm. I actually was in the marching band in <laughs> high school. Very cool, though. I love the marching band. So we were like on the front lines of every football game. Mm-hmm. I still don't know a lot of the like plays or anything, but mm-hmm. I like the sort of Frito Pie cheerleaders. You know, I'm out of the house. I'm practicing. Yeah. And then in college, I went to LSU. So tailgating.
3: I mean, LSU is one of the yeah, big Yeah, that's Ooh. a huge yeah. deal.
1: Tailgating is like its whole segment. and it, like We would have Especially gumbo. down
3: there. I yeah. mean, it's, all, it's wild down there. Tailgating. I mean, we can get into it in a second because I just recently did it and it fucking blew my mind. But down there in LSU, I imagine the food's incredible.
1: I mean, you could just like walk up to people and be like, hi, how you doing? They're like, get some jambalaya. Mm -hmm. And then like everything was just like, people don't understand it. Like I was telling somebody about it. I was like, yeah, I could just go to a tailgate and like get some jambalaya from strangers. And they were like, I could never do that. And I was like, actually, you can. It's yeah. like a very giving sort of place. And then, because I was a student, I would go watch the games and be in the student section. And that was a lot of fun.
3: Oh, man. Yeah. I used to sit in the student section for Hurricanes games um, when I was a kid. My my uh, best friend had uh, season tickets to the Hurricanes. And every other year, they would play the Seminoles. And I was a Seminole fan, even though I lived in Miami. Oh and uh, the, he would always bring me to the Seminole game. And then I would, you know, and it was always like insane. And I would just get abused. But the, it was. Uh,
1: <laughs> you got molested in the game?
3: Oh, but, but, I mean, I didn't get molested, but I definitely got pushed around. Because the other thing is, like, I was always a giant kid. Yeah. So like, I was like, you know, in fourth grade, I was like 130 pounds. I was the size of a man. Yeah. And I put on a mask and a Jersey. You can't tell that I'm some fucking, you know, 12 year old kid, you know? And so it's like, <laughs> I was like, you want to go
2: dude Like yeah. some fucking 30 year old guy.
3: I to used to around. have this bizarre witch mask with a snake on the top of its head that he used to always wear for some reason. And, uh, that was a lot of fun, but the, uh, it was, uh, but it like made me look like an adult. And one time like, I was like really getting shoved around, and my dad saw it, and he broke it up. And he's like, he's a kid. And, and uh, then like I whipped off my mask, and the guy was like, oh, my God. And he was like right away. <laughs> oh, you that's know, so like- <laughs> scary.
1: That's a great
2: way to trick people, though. Let's just get a dude arrested that yeah. way.
1: <laughs> that's funny. Danny, have you ever done tailgating?
2: Uh, of course. I mean, we had a really bad college football team. I went to oh. the University of Kansas. And I, up until this year, they were— A joke, like a national joke.
1: I thought Kansas, because that's like cornbread boys, like corn-fed boys. They're like throwing hay around all day. Get them on the football team.
2: Sure, yeah. I guess the the recruiting pitch was not as good as that just then. Yeah, Um, if you're
3: in Kansas, like you want to go. If you're good, yeah, enough, you want to get out of there. Yeah, you want to, you want to, you want to go play for Ohio State. You want
2: to yeah. for one of the big schools. Oh, that's a
3: bummer. So or you go to Oklahoma.
2: You go to Nebraska. They were good Colorado back then. Even. Yeah, there, which is so many better schools. Kansas people just they're beefy, but they're beefy in the wrong ways. Mm.
3: Yeah, you yeah, my dad played for uh, the enemy, Missouri.
2: Missouri does fucking suck. You're right. <laughs> Fuck them. No, I don't care that strongly. I mean, it's really K State is the is the serious enemy now because Missouri moved in a cowardly way. To the Big Ten. Oh. Or no, to the SEC. They
3: were in the SEC? They're in the
2: SEC now, that's right. Well, they were
3: the only state in the North that was in the Confederacy, so I guess it makes sense.
2: Missouri and Kansas, weirdly different in in many ways, and culturally also, because there was a... there was the Union and, and Confederate divide. Kansas, yeah. somehow on the right side of that.
3: Yeah, somehow. You never know. All those farms, too.
2: I still know. on
1: the right side of it. You never, you know, how would you, who would have thought? Just barely.
2: But then Missouri just legalized weed. So where do you go? What do where you do? do yeah.
1: The first professional football player was William Pudge Heffelfinger. <laughs> he was paid $500 in a, to play in a game in 1892. Wow. Whoa. So I can see how, like, the Confederate and the Union would have some, like, diplomacy.
3: Yeah. But I yeah, think, who's even, what was professional football back in 18? Because it just hit 100 years. I don't right? know. But yeah. here's, here's
1: another fact When President Herbert Hoover attended Stanford in the early 1890s, he was a student manager of the football team. According to team lore, when Stanford and Cal met on the field for the first time in 1892, there was a delay because Hoover forgot to bring the ball.
2: No, oh, oh, come piece on. Piece of shit. No wonder he crashed the economy. Yeah,
1: no <laughs> yeah.
3: wonder vacuums are named after him because he sucks. Because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So if you like Have like seen people At a bar I've seen people at bars Be like I'm from LSU And they're like I'm from Alabama Because LSU and Alabama They have a big Competitive Everyone street.
3: hates mm-hmm. Alabama, but yeah, it's those two in particular.
1: So I've seen fights in parking lots. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, I
1: yeah. mean, of course. What else are we gonna do? It's, it's better, than,
2: better than bar. You know,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually
2: a reason to fight. I mean, that's it's actually nice that two guys who are about to fight have some purpose behind it.
1: Yeah, right. I think they're just full of rage and calm, that's, and they just got to get it out.
2: That is it. Uh, the first thirty-five years of your life, you got to get that come out, yeah. or you will become a serial.
1: Anyone. <laughs> From Alabama,
3: you know, you just got to fight them. <laughs> <You> know,
1: like... <laughs> Alabama is a very scary state. Have you guys ever driven through?
3: I've I've, I've driven into Alabama by accident and then immediately turned around.
1: She's like, I got to go.
3: Yeah. I'm sure some yeah. of the people
1: are very lovely and I don't want to like say every person is a certain way, but I have seen Confederate flags like the size of a house. Oh, they love it.
3: Yeah, they love all those places down there. love it. We had them, We had them all over Florida, you know they they very much exist. I had a roommate named the Rebel. Who uh oh, his last name was Rebel, you know, but he was so he had yeah. a giant Confederate flag in my house and I really couldn't uh get it down. And so we uh was stopping roommates. But
1: yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, reason to move out.
3: <laughs> but you know, we it was uh it was better off though with that. It's just the Confederate flag so upsetting. Actually, speaking of which, um one time in this is in college, I had a fellow that I played football with. He was a running back, black guy, and I love him with all my heart. And he came I invited him over the house, not even 18-year-old idiot, me, didn't even think, oh, maybe he wouldn't like to be around a Confederate flag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I invited him over for a keg party, and I remember watching him uh, going over the kef- Confederate flag and, like, touching it and then, like, walking out and never coming back. Yep. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm an idiot, and all this shit sucks. And I, I need to immediately restructure the way my brain thinks. And they lost. You know, yes. What are you
2: celebrating that here? I'm losing a main... squad. And
3: they tried to They tried to steal half the country.
2: They're pfft. Pieces of shit. You
3: know, and it's treason, punishable by,
2: by death. I, we should have just killed the entire South, yeah. right? That's we what we're saying, have right? Done
1: it. I didn't know this, but football players wear sticky gloves so the ball can stick to their hands.
2: <laughs> yes, but you can't put stickum on right. your hands.
0: You can mm.
3: wear the gloves, but you can't put. There's stuff called stickum, mm-hmm. which is like a spray you spray on your hand that helps you just catch everything. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever
2: yeah. saw like uh, uh, the replacements, there's a gag in that football film. Oh yeah, never with the, seen uh, Orlando. Uh, Orlando Jones. Orlando there's Jones. also and one in Little Giants. There's a stickum gag that's too. That's right,
3: why I went in and gets stuck on his shirt. That that's been, right man oh the annexation of Puerto Rico I love my
2: football movies uh, and and one of the greatest plays of all time fat guy farts in everyone's face oh it's just yes. never fails on the football field icebox was hot she was hot, but every girl was hot back then. No, but uh, the uh,
3: she was the tough football player on the team. Yeah, because she had gone through Little Giants, all about pop Warner football with Al Bundy versus Rick Moranis. a yeah. really great film.
1: Okay, so explain to me what alignment is and what a, a f- offensive lineman and alignment. All right, and, like, what are the players here? Okay, all right, because well, you're talking to a lady that likes the culture, but I know it's zip.
3: All right, so here's the first thing. If whenever I try to like explain football to someone who knows nothing, mm-hmm. I, details, d- fuck it, who cares? Okay. Yell when everyone else yells, you know. <laughs> that's but, what I do. That's like, what I do. Yeah, yeah, no, it's that's the perfect way to do it. You see a big hit, you say, "Oh no, is he okay?" And like literally, yeah. the ball goes to the end. It's great cheer. Like, but like offensive linemen, their jobs. There's five of them. There's two tackles, two guards, and a center.
2: Tackles are on the outside guards are the two in the middle of the center is the very center.
1: Yeah, and okay.
3: he's the guy who hikes the ball to the uh, quarterback and he's the most important person on the field because he touches the ball every play. No
1: and who is why. this again? The center. The center. Yeah. The guy in
3: the middle of the line. And he's also usually the smallest of all the line.
1: Oh, he's the Rudy. Yes.
2: guess mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
1: the only time I've ever seen my father cry was watching Rudy.
2: Really? I, you can still get a tear out of me, even when it's yeah. like the TNT, like hour and 20 minute cut where everything's out of it. Still, Did
1: right. Rudy end up being a uh,
2: he was an should. asshole. Yeah, everybody is. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's Football's football is just cursed. It's
1: so <laughs> so awful yeah, in every way. Like, yeah. The more we like go three sentences in, <laughs> yeah. and like, Oh yeah, fuck oh, that. Oh yeah, he
2: beat
0: his wife, right? Okay. <laughs> All right, so. uh,
1: Confederate flag. Okay. Wow. Let's keep going. Um,
0: <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. The new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Games from the Virginia Lottery are here. The Scratcher gives you the chance to win up to $100,000. The online game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. For more information, visit VALottery.com.
1: Imagine a fun career that guy had. What's his actor's name? Because he played the littlest football Sean player mm-hmm. and then a fucking hobbit. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, his yeah. whole career. It's yeah. like the little man. He was in Goonies, too. Yeah, the little man. Yeah, just a tiny little guy doing his thing.
3: <laughs> you know, i you couldn't carry yourself, so I carried you. Is that how the end of Lord of the Rings went? I don't know.
1: That's right. I
3: remember when, because um, he, he was so great in the, not to spoil Lord of the Rings for His everybody.
1: contract is in a fortune cookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I saw Lord of the Rings one day in the the third part, the last one, and uh, it was it was on Christmas and my mommy she just had like some diabetic episodes. And yeah. She was a mess. I was like, Go to sleep, I'll watch Lord of the Rings and cook the turkey, you know? And you know, the I'm cooking the turkey and stuff, and then I'm watching Lord of the Rings. I'm crying my eyes out because it's so powerful. <laughs> and at the very end of the last thing, and, you know, this isn't really a spoiler other than knowing that. Uh, Sean Aston's character lives. You know, he's sitting outside of his house at the Shire and he's got his big fat wife and his big fat kids with him and, and he's <laughs> they're lo- hobbits. And he, they're, they're not hobbits. fat. Yeah, they're Normal hobbits. Hobbit yeah, he, he's loving them and stuff. And then he he goes and he's got a little home that's inside of a tree. <laughs> and, and then and then uh, he goes into the tree and then you know that's the end of the movie. And then my mom I turn around and my mom's standing there watching it and I didn't even notice. And she's like, what? They live in a tree? That's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Miss Larson, she was Aww. so funny.
3: We used to love going to Dolphins games together. Yeah, yeah, we went all the time. It was so much fun. We tailgate. Speaking of tailgating, oh my God, we would always get a bunch of really good bagels and all the fish and all the. I mean, just make the best. Jukees. Oh, because
1: you tailgated in Florida, so I'm yeah. I'm thinking like tailgate food like jambalaya. You're thinking locks and bagels. Well, it depends on like if it's an early
3: game or if it's a like a late game. You know, like an early game locks and bagels, a so late game fried chicken Ooh. subs. You know, lots of beers. Publix, public yeah. Public sub, yeah. Whatever public had. Usually, we got
2: you know that. Public's great chicken at Publix. Oh my, the best!
1: Shopping is a pleasure, baby. So it (laughs) sounds like football is uh, generating a lot of profit for other things, like like restaurants to order food in.
3: Such a benefit. I mean, the that's the. I feel like that is truly why football will never end. You Mm -hmm. know, like I because you like you know the violence, the injuries, the concussions, everything. The. You know, the the kneeling, like anything that anyone – it's never going to go anywhere because of the cash cow that it really is for so many different industries. Yeah,
1: right. And people complain about the football players making too much money. But from my eyes, my naive eyes, I don't know. Again, let me know. Were you looking at my notes? <laughs> <laughs> if you are out there getting injured, you should be given – more money. Not just that. The money's there. Money.
3: So who's it going to go to? It's going to go to the owners. Yeah. And so, like, who gives a shit about... And then who... Oh, man. The players get fucked over so much. And it's one of my major problems with the NFL is how much the players get screwed. Like, how much they get fined for... Touchdown dances and oh, stuff like that. Not just that. Dance.
2: I mean, you you wear the wrong type of cleats and they'll fine you $10,000. What?
3: And it's yeah. Literally, Amber, you could beat somebody in the street and get fined less money than these people get fined for wearing the wrong socks. That's yeah. fucking
1: crazy. It also, like, shouldn't crazy. it be a producer or a manager's responsibility to make sure everybody's like, copacetic with the, food, with the clothes? There
3: is an equipment manager. Fire him
2: or her it's there there is a lot of uh tamping down of individualism going on in the NFL from the owners they want things to be a certain way a lot of them are you know very um I don't know what the word is, slave ownery, I guess. Yes. Like yes. yeah, there's very much of that.
1: I mean, you're asking these young men that come up from I'm gonna guess like if you're the kind of person that slams your body into another person, probably not a. you are a b you're a blue-collar guy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like you're a working Some class kind kids of family. Do it, but for the most Some, part, it's not. Very small amount. So yeah. like you're probably not gonna know where to put your finances when you do it. And um, I don't know. Fuck them. Not they, them. But, you know,
2: there are mechanisms now. I'm not trying to defend the NFL here, but they, they do have now like rookie symposiums where they talk about how not to spend all your money. In we actually five had a years. full
3: episode about that at the very beginning of our show when yeah. we had someone who did that job come on mm-hmm. the show. And they had to wear a voice modulator and stuff because oh. they didn't get fired. But, yeah, they were talking about how they help rookies not like get taken by their families and stuff like that because it happens so many times so many players end up homeless yeah so many yeah. players end up without a dime to their name and the whole thing is you're retired by the time you're 30 if you're lucky if, if you're, you're lucky.
1: lucky and like taking away the individualism like let him ha- let him do the dances let him wear the things what are you talking about let this him- is like a guy that's getting slammed into every day of his life so maybe he could buy his mom a car yeah like <laughs> let him wear the pink socks who gives a fuck
3: exactly unless it like you know like I, if as long as it's the same jersey, you know who gives a shit. Yeah, my who opinion. gives a shit?
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, it's it. It does seem like there is a small sliver of the NFL too that are people who just are genuinely trying to get like violence out, like the people who really are like just inclined to kick people's asses, and then everyone else, like the that's like two percent, and then everyone else is like you said, just trying to make a living, just trying to get a car, just trying to like. Get somewhere before this gift goes away.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's gotten so much better than it was like when I was younger. I will say that now there's like – like literally I was taught to hit with my head.
2: You know, you were taught to put your
3: face mask through their head and knock them out. Like literally – I went to Michael Strahan football camp. I ever tell you about this? No. I no. went to, I went to, when I was a kid. I was, uh, I, the Dolphin camp was too expensive, so my dad sent me to Michael <laughs> yeah. Strahan Giant football camp. He's saying camp. who let the
1: dogs out <laughs> yeah. every every practice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I remember um, they taught me all kinds of shit. Jumbo Elliott, um, great uh, offensive lineman for yeah. the yep. Giants in the 90s. He taught me uh, how to choke somebody wow. without getting caught. He uh, taught me you know, definitely like – encouraged, like poking your finger in their ear holes Fuck. and stuff like that. And like, and like literally grab putting, if you put your, as an offensive lineman, if you put your thumbs underneath the shoulder pads, if you keep your arms tight and yeah. inside, they can't really see the hold. And then you could just push their shoulder pads up into their throat. So they choke.
1: Fuck that. Yes.
3: <laughs> and then, uh, and then they will, will usually fall over because of that. And, yes. And, yes. And it's, you know, it was all kinds of shit told me to like stomp on people's calves and shit, which was evil. Uh, I remember one quote that stuck with me from uh, Michael Strahan was, uh, I knocked some kid over
2: real hard, and he was just like, you just knocked his dick in the dirt.
1: (laughs) That's good. Put that on a T-shirt. Now, Michael Strahan,
2: would you say he's probably the most – Successful post football career. Absolutely. I mean, he just interviewed Prince Harry. He did the Prince Harry interview, which really? is crazy to me. And he was second, and he was like telling people, to, you know, he was kicking dicks in the dirt. Yeah, for years. Leader.
3: Yeah, no, he's. He's the only person that's interviewed a prince with a lisp.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. The greatest lisping uh, celebrity we have.
1: Do you know Teddy Roosevelt threatened to ban football unless (laughs) new rules were established to ensure player safety? These rules introduced a forward pass...
2: Great.
3: The mm-hmm. new rules
1: also cut the time of the game by ten minutes. Games were originally seventy minutes long.
2: Ooh. fucking genius, yeah, this guy! I love it. Yeah.
1: What is a forward pass? I mean, you just throw it's the a ball pass. Forward. Yeah. yeah
2: Before you- that, it was all like, run. you know, wishbone, wing tee, like these formations where it would just be like, we're gonna run, but are we gonna run left or right? You don't know. That was yeah. like the whole game, and then. I guess it's President Teddy Roosevelt's <laughs> ingenious way to come up with a, a, a fix for the NFL. Decided, hey, you can also throw it to a yeah. guy. If it was you want.
3: so crazy. Football was around like right. What Super Bowl is this? this is fifty-five or something?
1: I will tell Wait, you. When, oh, when oh, this it one. Started.
2: Yeah uh fifty seven
1: American football was invented in eighteen eighty two making it only one hundred and thirty six years old. While it's still an impressive age, this is nothing compared to the age of soccer, which was invented in fifth century BC in China.
3: yeah, like kicking people's heads around. <laughs> but the actual but the actual league, like the American Football League and the uh, National Football League, they had they, before it was AFC and NFC. When the Packers won the first two Super Bowls, the NFL was around for, like, 30 years before mm-hmm. Yeah, And so the NFL's around for, like, 30 years, and the Packers, they won the first two Super Bowls because they came up with the genius I- idea of running the ball all the way to the end <laughs> and outside. Like, that's how, like, antiquated it was for yeah. so long.
2: I mean, back then, they were playing, like, against teams like the Decatur Gray Pants and shit. I mean, yeah. they were, like—it <laughs> the, was not
3: was, football. Like, player coaches. They all had— uh, jobs in the off season and stuff like oh, that. Oh, right.
1: I mean, somebody forgot to bring the ball to the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it was. But now it's such a cash cow.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, it has been
2: since, I'd say, the 70s or 80s is when it really, like, yeah. blew up, blew up. It was Montana, probably. this. It, yeah, it, Montana, I would say, blew it into where it is now. And then the Dallas teams in the early 90s made it, oh, uh, yeah. then it just got primetime got TV. Completely insane. I mean, yeah.
1: speaking of, like, cash cow, like, things to do in high school, like, I was a marching band, but there was also, like, majorettes, dance team, cheerleaders. There mm-hmm. were so many people involved in football that, like— you know, a lot of us, our parents were working. So it was a way for us to do something after school. Yeah. And you
2: never burned a car after losing a band competition? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you no. play football at all? I didn't. That's what's so weird about this whole love of football. I really shouldn't love it as much as I do. I never played. All the people who I know played and, and you know, it. that's what really got it stuck in their minds that it's like, you know, an addiction to them now, yeah. and uh, I just watched it. And for some reason, it was like everything I needed in life. Yeah, Marcus
1: yeah. Parks played football. He was he played it for eight years. A little, little skinny
2: mini like Marcus Parks can go out there and kick people's asses. And I was too much of a coward. Well, you know he was quick.
3: You know he, he was. Yeah. What,
2: what did he play? Do you know?
3: Uh, I probably I didn't know he played. This is uh, I never heard. This he was before. just talking
1: to me. I, I forget what he said because I don't know this lingo. It was wasted on me. But he said that like it was teams of six and six. Oh, oh sure,
3: PA, yeah, because when they don't in low populated areas of the country, yeah. that's how they play. They play six on six instead of eleven, eleven all right, right, so they probably... simply don't have enough people to be there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he said it was fun. He said he broke his thumb, his leg. he like named all these body parts he broke. I, I can like, imagine
2: oh my yeah God. now Mark, Marcus breaks easily <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, I have uh, participated in comedian uh, football leagues, like, Touch football. Nobody, mm-hmm. obviously, Louis none of us played with you, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean he, we we didn't know we didn't.
1: <laughs> he really liked that touch. Didn't, part. We didn't
2: know how good he was at touching.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> but he always wanted to touch himself. It was weird. Yeah,
3: that's
0: even <laughs> you that's that's touched touched other one. people. <laughs> like, Louis. dude, the other team. Come on, at least.
2: <laughs> uh, but you know, many many prominent and semi-prominent comedians played in this touch football league uh, to. Really sad effect. Like you were talking about getting hurt. That's what made me think of it. Like all of our bodies decimated after like 20 minutes on a football field. But
3: in college, we used to to play tackle. uh, But like no like – no pads or anything. That's it was dangerous. Like, and we would
2: just beat the shit out of each
3: other once a week. We were like two hours, but like, we always did it with subs, uh, sandwiches, no, no, with uh, <laughs> substitutes. And so we would, be, you know, we wouldn't get too, too tired. But yeah, no, we used to beat the fucking shit out of each other. I it was feel so like much people
1: fun. do that. You know, when I was in college, I pushed somebody into like dirty possum water. You know, you do things.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't like an organized match. No, you just,
1: know, <laughs> yeah. I no, mean... I just, the intrusive thoughts won. <laughs>
2: Definitely, that's a lot more hardcore than the than the comedian stuff. I remember one time uh, organizing a game where a guy showed up wearing jeans and had a cup of coffee on the just brought a cup of coffee. He came the from yeah. prison. Yeah, I mean it's just <laughs> the least serious that you can be about playing an intense game. Oh man!
1: Oh my god! When
3: I used to play Pop Warner football, I was um, I played for the Deerfield Raiders, Deerfield Beach, Florida. And I was one of uh, three white guys on the team and I was the only one that was like super young because I was so big that I had to play with all the older players. That's scary. And so they used to just fucking beat the shit out of me because I was white and they could (laughs) and it was just like nice for them. And then eventually, you know, I won a fight or two and and then they started to like me. And, uh, you know, things – it really like – I didn't understand because of football – and because of this situation I was in and like and like becoming friends with all of them at a younger age and they were all very influential to me, you know, after all the negative shit, you know, when we became buddies, of course, um, I, I didn't understand racism because it was just like my friends that I hung out with all the time were all black. Mm -hmm. Uh, for a good portion of time you know and so it was just like it was weird that like whenever i'd like watch a movie with it in it or people would explain it to me i'd be like what are you talking about they're just people and so i feel like that is something that i think that football you know the people up top obviously are evil but i feel like the players themselves it just breeds out any type of racism once you're on a team with somebody it does seem that way yeah and because you you join you become so close as teammates and you, you would literally you're you're out there throwing your body up against other people and really fighting, you know, all day long for these people that uh, you just don't even. It, I think all that stuff just goes way out the window. Yeah. And you know, the sure this movie's like remember the Titans and we all know about the kneeling and all that shit and like what what has happened now. But I feel like players at their core uh, become very. It's like soldiers at war. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like they they get very close and very united. And uh, to me, that's like a huge positive that was given to me. I think my my sense of loyalty might even come from football and because also being an only child. And so like this is like my hangout.
1: time. It was your friends, your family, extended yeah. family, because you had no other siblings.
3: And Not to mention I was at Catholic school and all those kids were fucking awful. To I me bet they the were time. so mean. <laughs> you know, and so, <laughs> and so it was just like it was it, would, it worked out perfectly for me. And then. You know, after a couple of years of playing football, I realized like you know I was tough, and then I didn't have to deal with the Catholics anymore, and that was good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the um, it's the the hitting. Yeah. You, that's the hardest thing uh, because like a like a contact sport. Because I I'll play sports. I like being physical, but I've mm-hmm. done jujitsu for like a hot second. I'm not good at it, but the three two one fight. Yeah, My brain can't do it. But if you said three, two, one, swim across this pond, three, two, one, run up this mountain, I'm yeah. down to clown. You know, I'm down to compete. But it's the like hitting each other. Well, it takes
3: a while. You know, you're not good at it immediately.
1: No. And I, if you are, call the police. I
3: was scared to death. My first day of football, uh, eight years old, you know, helmets, they dropped me off to to go hit other kids. I crawled in the bottom of the seat of the car and started crying and didn't want to leave. I was terrified, you know, and it was uh, eventually my parents talked me into going out there. And, you know, I'm glad I did. But at the same time, you know, maybe they should have just let me go home. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's also it's a little oversimplification that it's just hitting, which it is. I mean, you're going to have to hit to get a guy down. But there's a lot of, you know, I hate to say it. Majesty strategy. Oh, yeah. Beautiful strategy, like great play, like g- almost gymnastic like ability and and agility and flexibility and uh concentration and all these things that it takes some like, you know, you watch a really well played game and you're going to see a lot of like really just awesome stuff that your eyes can't deny is awesome. Yeah, I yeah. mean
1: that's kinesthetic intelligence is its own kind of intelligence. It's not on an IQ test, that's why I kind of think IQ tests are bogus. Uh, because I would never look at a football player and think that's a dumb football player because they understand things that I don't, like spatial yeah. awareness, mm-hmm. how hard a hit is going to be, how the size of somebody, and like what you have to do to take them down. That's that's a whole another part of smarts. Yeah. yeah, and talking about both, what
3: both you were just saying there's, you know, you're taught as a defensive lineman. I played, I played both, um, but like as a defensive lineman, you're taught how to like not hit uh the you know obviously you have to tackle, but you're trying to get you're around trying to get around or, yeah. yeah so you have to, they have moves like the swim move and the rip and stuff like that, and it's just all like basically like physics. You know, where you just mm-hmm. pull someone down and you swim right over them and it's like... And that's it, crazy. Yeah, and so you barely even touch them and you get by and then you kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so it's <laughs> yeah. like one of those... It's, it's, it's interesting.
1: Don't they take ballet, some football players?
3: I've heard of that. I've never actually seen it.
1: I haven't either. It's might be lore, along with like Marilyn Manson sucking his own dick. Like it's out there. <laughs> I think that,
0: that's That tool. one is true. Tool, I think. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The savings
2: rock when you find a new way to roll like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, you do have to, there's like a, they do call it like a chess match, sort of like getting around a person, because we were talking earlier about what the offensive line is. Defensive line is just right across from the offensive line, trying to get around or through them to get to the quarterback and sack them. So like there, there's lots of different strategies. There's strategies within the strategies. There's wow. like kept moves and counter moves and all these different things that people have to memorize. And then you think about like what the quarterback does and like they have to know, they have to call a play. The, just the length of the play call is like, yeah, you know, it, yeah. it's like a 10-minute t- sentence that and they have to say. And how many
1: plays do they know? They probably know 50 Countless. plays.
2: You have to really memorize, a, you it's know, an 80-page playbook.
1: Yeah, and then each
3: play has different sections to it. And like sometimes you could call the same play. Uh, 10 times in a row, and it's completely different every time. Yeah. I bet.
1: And, like, you know, you could study it in a book, but you have to learn it in your body.
3: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to run it over and over, over, and and over and over and over and over again. And over so there's
1: just second nature just to do it. Yeah.
3: And then it's so hard to remember which is which. And, like, you know, so even as a lineman, I could only imagine what it was like for the receivers and the quarterback, you know, because, like, you know, just remembering to pull or, yeah. you know, I got to hit the linebacker instead of the nose guard this time and stuff like that. It's, yeah. you know, when in the heat of the moment, and you're all fired up and you're going crazy. And like, you know, usually, I mean, f- shit, I was on drugs, you know, like the, the <laughs> well, uh, they all are. Yeah. Well, we used to take um, this stuff called uh, Androstein and it was uh, halfway through my uh, high school years. It was taken off of the market because it ended up being HGH. Yeah. Steroids, oh, my right? God. Yeah. They're just
1: experimenting yeah. drugs on these young boys. Yeah. So That's I'm crazy. Like, I was like,
3: <laughs> literally like going crazy, leading chance. I would like. I would do all kinds of, I always tried to psych out the other team. You know, I always try to fight one of them. I used to like eat the grass and shit. I used to like pick up the grass, and like put it in my mouth and spit it on people. Get and, like, out. I used to do all kinds do of things. Do people like shit. say
1: things to each other when they're like, you know, like. The worst
3: things you've ever heard. Yeah, whole really, life. worse. Yeah. yeah, nothing. You've never heard anything worse. Me
1: as a spectator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to psych you out. Because me, like a spectator, I don't see this, but like on the field, there's no microphones. I mean,
3: they have, you see on the corner of the field, they actually record all of it. They have these cool little like half domes with a microphone in the middle Mm -hmm. and they can like perfectly catch
2: a lot of things. Yeah. The whole field is mic'd up now because it's just more content for the NFL machine. I kind of don't
1: want to know what they say.
2: You don't hear the stuff, the stuff that Ed's talking about. There's an editor. Yeah. There's an editor. Yeah. So what are some stuff they say? You hear the fun stuff.
1: Yeah. What are some stuff they say? That you've heard on the field, like on the line, you're about oh, to go like go
2: rape your sister. You know, yeah, like right. the
3: worst thing you could think of.
2: There's no way it's not the n-word all day. Either. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's yeah, like yeah. got to be 90 percent of it.
3: No, it's it is. Um, it, I could keep saying awful things, but I don't think that's going to help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right.
2: You get it. Think of something awful
3: and say it,
1: <laughs> and that's it. I don't know. I feel like the worst thing you could say to me would just be like something very innocuous that it would be like, oh my god, my mother doesn't love me. You
2: know yeah. what I mean? Sure. Get really deep in there. Hey? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're going to go home alone, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. It was- <laughs> sure. like,
3: oh, oh,
1: okay. I guess I'll go home. I guess I'm alone in this world. You can't
2: <laughs> afford to put gas in your
1: tank. Yeah. <laughs>
2: See, because what's funny is like, you can say what Ed was saying that, that he was telling people, you know, I'm going to rape your sister and stuff. Like, and then I don't you guys, have a you guys can just shake hands afterwards. Cause you're like, well, that's football. But you say something deeper like that. Like <laughs> you will never, you will never succeed at anything you care about. You know, you will, you will, your parents never loved you, you know, the deeper shit and they're, I don't think they can give you the handshake after that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I remember the Wellington
3: kids, all the racist uh, white kids out in Wellington used to always say the N-word to our players.
1: Did they get the shit beat out of them? Yeah,
3: they really sucked. Good. Yeah, they were bad at football, too. Good, so, they should. They yeah, knocked the shit out <laughs> well, of them. Well, they're sort yeah. of
2: jacking up the other side to beat
3: yeah, no re- them up.
2: They really don't know what they're doing out
3: there.
1: My God, I played tennis with a group of like a private school kids, and uh, my tennis racket was from like Goodwill. Like We weren't very good. And I was at the front, because we were doing doubles. I get to the front, and he says, um, my dad owns your... Your dad, <laughs> and that psyched me out. That psyched me out because like, oh my god, they own my dad. My because my dad was like a truck driver, and like mm-hmm. we couldn't make the money. We were going very poor times. Yeah, and they, they just had like they all had BMWs, and I was like, my dad, your dad owns my dad, but oh. and I, it got to me.
3: I was so lucky to be as big as I was, and I couldn't. I never really got psyched out because I was super strong too. Like my dad had me lifting weights at ten years old and shit, and so like. I wasn't really – none of it really bothered me. I remember one time one of my own players like tried to make a name for himself by – you know, he was super fast and he was like a little like DB. You uh, can't
1: nickname yourself. A defensive back. <laughs> You can't do that.
3: And um And he like – he tripped me. And then like jumped on my back and like started punching me and stuff and Mm -hmm. like I was just like stuck on my stomach and like you know like and he was hitting me a bunch and he was so tiny I didn't
2: even feel any of it. It (laughs)
1: It's a little tiny boy. I I, I was
2: waiting because I was like, is that the way you beat up Ed? Is do you have to sneak up on (laughs) him and put him on his stomach like a like a reverse turtle? Yeah.
3: And then I remember like after someone the coach pulled him off me and then he was like, I kicked your ass and I was like, I barely felt it. Yeah. I was like, I was like, come, we're come right now. Let's go again. He's like, no, no. Oh, no, I kicked your ass. Like, no, you, you, didn't. you, you didn't. didn't. You didn't. Do
1: you know, huddles became commonplace <laughs> after <laughs> thanks to Paul Hubbard, an 1890s quarterback, Hubbard was deaf and didn't want the other teams to read his hand signals, mm. creating a huddle to like the follows to this day
3: oh very nice so definitely. as a center the center always calls for the huddle and that was my that was one of the times when i learned i could yell really loud because i used to always have to call for the huddle I'd be, ah! you know, just like, <laughs> and i have faced away from the microphone and it still peaked the um uh, but the uh you know it was, it was one of my big talents and everyone always make fun of me because i yelled so loud but i'm like you're always gonna hear me you're always gonna know where
1: the fucking huddle is sometimes you gotta yell you yeah. gotta yell, yell from your gut
2: i mean you seem to have all the traits of a of a Pretty talented NFL center. How far did you get again? You said that it was like pretty. I only, I quit
3: in the middle of high school. I was getting looked at a little bit. I would think so. But I um I was too small, you know, to play anything that mattered. You know, like I was like 240.
1: You're still huge.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but I'm too small. To For play, football. To, to be the position I was.
2: Well, had you spent the last 25 years doing Weight training and strength, yeah. uh, you know, pre- strength and conditioning on an NFL level. You probably could have gotten there. You chose comedy instead.
3: I did. I very much so. And I, I chose first. I chose weed,
1: and <laughs>
3: and then I chose weed and pissing off my father because right. my father was obsessed with me playing football. Didn't mm-hmm.
1: he make you wear like a balloon thing?
3: I had when I had to make weight for Pop Warner football. The, when I had to go play with the older kids when I was eight years old, and like through fourteen, I had to play or thirteen, I had to. Make weight, and that entailed me eating a bunch of laxatives and running in a trash bag all day, and then sweating my ass <laughs> off and shitting my brains out, and then uh, barely making weight uh, at like 7 p.m. And then they hand me a Snickers bar, and I'd play a full game of football. That's crazy. How old were you? <laughs> I was between the ages between eight and 13.
1: Yeah, that's child abuse.
3: Yes, very much so. I realize now, I remember one time I shit myself when I was running in my trash bag, and my oh. dad made me walk home because he didn't want shit in his car.
1: Oh. Yes.
3: Yeah, no, it was a, it was a big, it was very uh, difficult.
1: I can see why hard... you didn't speak for a long time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, football was very hard. And then I remember once I got to the book, I... So many things. I played on a lot of bad teams too. And I remember like they were playing on an awful team. There's really just no reason to wake up and go there. You know, it's a fucking nightmare. You know, like we suck. I played on a team that had scored one touchdown.
1: Playing an awful team sounds dangerous to me because you have to have your teammates on, like backing you up. Yeah, they don't. Everyone not, just stops
3: caring. If they stop mm.
1: caring, you could get killed.
3: I used to fight with my quarterback all the time, and then you know he remember one time he pegged the ball at my back because he got frustrated, and then the next play, I just told oh. the I just told the nose tackle, I'm like, you want to? I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to let you. Beat the shit out of my quarterback to play, and then like he just trashed him. You know, it was, just like, it was like this is what happens. You yeah. know, like, this what, like that's a rookie move to yeah, assault yeah, yeah. your own line. I mean, yeah, no, it, he was awful. He's you know, he, you know, he's uh, still uh, you know questionable. But uh, <laughs> the you know, football is just it gets crazy and it gets very violent and it gets very aggressive at times. But the I will say the other times it is beautiful. You know, like watching all these like extremely like macho dudes like. The only time you'll see him cry, the only sign, oh, yeah. you know, you like yeah. real emotion come out of them and stuff. It's very, uh, it's it's very interesting the the yin and the yang to football. And I remember one time this guy because I mean, you also flip out. And I remember one time this dude fucking reached in my helmet and he scratched my face like no. with, like four and just like put like four like like scratch marks down my face. And I just took out his knee. <laughs> the next the next time. And I I still feel very guilty about that. Because he, could have, it, he like, could have disfigured you. Yeah, I know. But still, like, you know. It's, it's a game. A, it is a game. Because like, he could have,
1: like, gone to college or something to play, right? Because if you take out someone's knee, like you do, you know, high school is very precious with your injuries because you get your knee taken out.
3: Oh, this was middle school. Oh, my God. Yeah, this was,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh back God. then, you can grow anything back yeah.
1: That's pretty true. good.
3: You know, I don't know if I ever told you this. Dan. You know, I went against Vince Wilfork?
2: no shit. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. that's a big dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what, what he was back then, so, but I was this on man? the J-
3: I was on the JV team. He's one of the
2: look up look just Google Vince Wolf. He's a Hall of Fame player, right? Yeah, I know. I don't think he's in it yet, but he will be. He will be. He's, he's a, one of the all-time great football players. 300 plus pounds. Oh my like, god, super.
1: this guy looks like a fucking <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my
0: god. So,
3: I was on the JV team and at the end of the JV season, you know, they call the best players up to varsity. And so they called me up to varsity, and I don't know my—I don't know what my coach was thinking. Like in retrospect, but he didn't have a backup center, mm-hmm. and our center was really good. Brian Mammo, he fucking rocked, and he taught me a lot about, it and he was really cool. He took me under his wing and everything. Great guy, but when we played against Glade Central, Fork hurt Mammo. And Mm. they had to put me in, (laughs) and I never played a down of varsity football my whole life. And my first down against anyone is against Vince Wilford. Oh my god! I'm a sophomore. He's a senior. He's like 300. He weighs 100 more pounds than me. This
1: guy's like jolly green giant.
3: Yeah, no, it it like truly didn't matter what I did. Like I was on the ball. I beat him off the line. I fuck got underneath (laughs) him, and I just crumbled three plays in a row. They're like they had to teach. And then we had to teach the tackle how to uh, snap.
2: <laughs> because it was just they like they just pulled I didn't have you out completely on the, uh, off the line. And
3: it was yeah, yeah, and it was like it was kind of like that was one of my deciding factors into not going back to football cuz it was just like I'm never gonna be that good i mean obviously no one really is because it's vince wilfork but like it's like oh it's like what am i even doing here i'm like hurting myself i'm going crazy i'm getting depressed i'm fucking taking these weird ass drugs you know i don't like i didn't know that at the time but i look back at it i was like jesus christ thank god i got fucking out and (laughs) i would have been able to play college football but it would have been like the only school that was like kind of interested in me was appalachia state
0: And and
3: like, and so like I got to like talk with them a little bit and then I was being half scouted. By Ohio State. I know they would have never taken me, but like they would have, they came to look at someone else and then during practice, and then I whooped his ass during practice, and then they started
2: looking at me a little bit. I mean, that's gotta feel kind of nice to get recruited by colleges. That's nice.
1: Yeah. I mean, this guy's clothes are made by the AIDS quilt. You know, it's huge. (laughs) (laughs) Little, (laughs)
3: what's the fucking, he's such a big fucking monster. I love Vince Wilford, even though he played for the Patriots, and he's, he's a, uh, I I would love to meet him and let him know he kicked my ass. Oh
2: yeah, and he got you again by being on the Patriots and uh, Oh my he god. He ruined your life. life yeah, for, basically from middle school on. Well, he I would say, no, that was in or high school,
3: high. But, yeah, but I would say that actually was a big teaching moment for me that I shouldn't be doing football and I should just stick to the jokes. We're and, glad you're here. We're yeah, glad man. you're
1: here. You know, stick to the jokes. What's an offensive lineman? Is that a lineman on 4chan?
3: <laughs> there we
1: go. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You want to read some jokes? Sure. I don't play football, but I do have a tight end. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh. There we go. Come on in. <laughs> you go ahead.
3: Uh, the Chiefs and the Eagles are going to play against each other in the Super Bowl which is going to be a real Sophie's choice for Chief Eaglefoot. Ah. <laughs> uh, football's a very strategic game. It's like chess if all the pawns beat their wives. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a rude one. I
1: mean, it's, it's of, true. <laughs> in a fun way, in
3: a fun way. <laughs> and another one, which is, goes back to what we were talking about, is so my father made me a Miami Dolphins fan, which is uh, – a Tops on the list of horrible things that he did to me. That's right.
1: (laughs) Speaking of the beating, I like the culture of football. I mean, I guess it's the only sport where I'm hanging out, watching it, and I don't know what's going on, but it's fun. If I went to a hockey game and I didn't know what's going on, i get punched in the face.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not funny. I don't know. I feel like hockey's like an even crazier version of, like, football. Oh, yeah. Injuries dancing are dancing on yeah. knives. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I got a Dolphins one. Let All right, me hear Danny, it. Let me go let you let Miami Dolphins recently said they're planning for Tua Tagovailoa to be their starter next season. However, the NFL says that if he sustains one more catastrophic brain injury, they're going to have to make him a ref.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> are stupid. stupid. That's great.
2: Yeah, man. Oh, I love that shit. Oh,
3: man. What's the deal with Tua? You think he's going to come back next year? Uh, I, I think he
2: shouldn't, but he will. Uh, the hardest part of this— Take a year off, right? Uh, well, but, uh, you know, medically, if the doctors clear you— and and his coach said this during the season. If the doctors come to him and say he can play, there's nothing that we see medically that's preventing him from being on the field. So
1: what happened to this man?
2: So he got three concussions. Oh, my in God. One in one season. In in the span of maybe five weeks. He, he, got, should get he five got two million? in
3: one game, right? Two?
2: No, it was two in two consecutive games. Yes. And then one a few weeks later. Yeah, because I was at that Bengals game. Mm-hmm. In Cincinnati, when yeah. he went down on Thursday night football,
3: now, dude,
1: they have health coverage and everything, so like he's not going yes. to pay out of pocket for this. But shit, there, right?
2: but there's this they do while they play, and then when they retire, it becomes a little murkier. Oh, um, I think in the last com, uh, collective bargaining agreement, they got a little bit more um, money in for the retired. Because
0: a lot
1: of those brain injuries, you don't know what's up till like ten years down the road. Well, you don't CT, know till yeah. after you're
2: dead. Yeah. They have to like
1: after
3: you've dissect- killed your
2: family and then you die. Yeah, did- you have to you have to
3: dissect your brain to know if you have it or not. God, yeah, it's undiagnosed. Die. Wasn't
1: there a football player that killed himself and like put a shotgun to his chest? Say, uh, they wanted yeah. the brain to be explored.
2: He did. Mm-hmm. There was also a player, a Chiefs player, who uh, killed his girlfriend, then drove to the stadium, sat down with the general manager and the head coach at the time. And shot his shot his brains out right in front of them.
1: Good for him. Damn. And
2: then, uh, and then you know we clean house after that. When Got Andy was Reid. that? That was 2012. Wow. Yeah, Jovan Belcher. Damn. It's, a, it's our best wow. CT story. That I mean, it's tra- uh, tragic beyond belief and ruined a lot of lives. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's the CT thing. I mean, Aaron Hernandez. Uh, Aaron Hernandez is. You could probably blame it on that. I mean, OJ Simpson. Pop, very possibly I mean, a he CTE used to run thing. i mean
3: you saw how he used to run oj simpson a lot of he wasn't a juking running back. And so like if someone came at him, he would put his head down and run right through him. That's well, how they taught it that, yeah. for
2: the bigger guys like that.
1: And that's how you were told, Ed, hit people with your head. Yes. And it
3: wasn't until like a couple years after I played that they realized that how bad the brain injuries really wow.
1: were but becoming. I, I will say brighter side of brain injury because I have a concussion. I use it to get out of jury duty every time. <laughs> I always say, hey, by the way, I'm in, but I have a concussion. Is that okay? And they're like, like no, you can't.
2: You need yeah. a recent concussion, or you it was need... in high school. So that's all it takes—is you've had takes. a concussion. Yeah. Oh, let's go.
1: <laughs> I hate jury duty. So what? Tell me about this man that has three concussions. So what's his story?
2: So basically, he took these concussions, um, and in between the first two, there was some. There was a lot of like finger pointing at at you know the fact that he was being put out in the field, but. The doctors had cleared him, so he got back out on the field. They have this whole testing process now. They have an independent neurologist that looks at the players and you you look at it from the coach's perspective and you're like, okay, well, I'm not a doctor. I'm a fucking idiot football coach. All I'm all my job is, is to make players play football the way yeah. that I envision it. And so he can't overrule the doctor. If the doctor says he can play, okay, he can play. Especially if the player wants to play, which they always do. Yeah, yeah more especially money. 26-year-old, like, gung-ho, you know, he was one of his, the best in the league. His career was blowing up. This was second year in the league, I think. Third year. Third year in the league, finally, like, had a great team behind him. And was a top five quarterback for the first, you know, six, seven weeks of the season mm-hmm. until this started happening. So then he comes back on the field, gets hit again, Bengals game, goes into the fencing posture, which do you know what that is? No. It's when you get a concussion and you're out cold and your body just kind of, your arms Spingers just sort of focus. like fold up. Yeah, it's the field <laughs> in front of everybody. Very God. obvious yeah. what was happening and very terrifying. I mean, not even at, nearly as terrifying as the guy who almost died on the field later this season, but still like at yeah. that time, that was the craziest thing I had seen. Uh, and so, you know, he's out for several weeks. Yeah. But he gets cleared again. I mean, no. he got cleared again because medically there was no reason to say he couldn't play. So then he gets another one. <gasps> and that third one, they shut him down for the rest of the season. Yeah. I
1: were, mean, yeah.
2: And then as a direct result of that, the Dolphins sucked for the rest of the year. I mean, I mean they were we, good we, enough to make the playoffs. Good, we were surprisingly good S- and, and, we and almost and gave Buffalo. the Bills a fight. You're right. Yeah, was, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that.
3: I was, but it was very promising. But the thing is, like
2: they used, they were talking like he was going to come back if they won that game. And and honestly, because I think because the NFL had so much pressure on them, they probably just told the doctors not to clear him. Or there was some conversation about that.
3: I
1: mean, if there's millions and millions of dollars involved, I'm sure there's like a lot of hush-hush going on.
3: There's plenty of that. It's all that is. The amount of drugs that they pump through these guys
2: is insane. I mean, my quarterback heroically, I guess one way to look at it, heroically came back onto the field after getting almost his leg broken. It's a high ankle sprain, but it's a severe pain. Mm -hmm. They, you know— they were joking about it at halftime. They took him out. And then at halftime, the joke was like, well, they're going to shoot that leg up with a bunch of shit. You know, those, it's like a humorous thing to say, like he's going to be doped up for sure. And then he comes back out, wins us the game, is back on the field a week later, wins us that game. I mean, the narrative is that he's a hero. I love him. Of course, I would, I would marry him today. I would divorce my wife and marry him. And it'd be a great financial decision too. But, uh, it's, it's, one of those sad aspects of things where like it'll probably hurt in the future maybe for the rest of his life because yeah. he's playing on it
3: yeah and he's got to he's got to play the biggest game of his life
0: yeah. this week
2: you use a you Next use week. you use like your adrenaline and then whatever drugs they put into you to complete the game and then afterwards nobody asks any questions and you don't hear anything from the player until it's time to talk about the next game oh yeah. my god whatever I mean, happens in there who knows
1: yeah some of those head injuries have chronic pain you can get cluster headaches sure. it yeah. has been classified as like one of the most painful things you can ever experience I've
3: had, I used, I got used to get cluster headaches I don't think it was related to football because it was like a decade later but I used to get them and yeah you just can't function as a human no, yeah sometimes out. just
2: life sucks and you yeah. get cluster headaches <laughs> 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 fucking can't pay your bills
3: but Yeah, no, my dad had to stop playing he played for Missouri he had to stop playing because he had too many concussions this is back in the 60s he had like seven concussions in one year and uh so you know
1: he had more but they were just like that boy's shaking too much
3: he he literally had like a dent in his forehead like right over here eddie yeah like like your dad's like
1: a mad max villain
3: well like it was one of those things where i always said that you know whenever he passed away i wanted to get him checked for cte because i couldn't help but think like maybe that's why he was such a dick for so long but um, you know we ended on a good note but the uh, I couldn't help but think maybe my dad has CTE you know you think I mean you think about all these people who've done such horrible things that played extensive amount of football I mean Bill Cosby was a running back at Temple he was like, you <laughs> that's,
2: know I've never heard that connection
3: before but you know what <laughs> wow you know and so it's like you don't know you know you don't know what these things do to people
2: you don't and and the effect is so varied it seems like and and a large percentage of these players aren't getting CTE or aren't having effects from it. And so it is still a crapshoot, which makes it that like a player can convince himself, even if he's had several concussions, that he might not be one of the, people who loses the genetic lottery and ends up going insane and killing people also like
3: there's different levels of concussions and if you don't have a huge one you can like get up and pretend like you didn't have it
1: yeah you Mm -hmm. know and
3: and lots of people do it probably multiple players a game Uh, because I remember getting you know they called getting your bell rung you know like yeah you shaking up yeah yeah (laughs) you know and it's it's fucking it's really crazy and intense and I remember it happening just in practice sometimes you know you hit Mm -hmm. someone you see stars you know and it's just like it just you just go on and keep moving you know you don't even
2: th- don't even think about it the other side of it that i always think of and i'm not trying to defend uh you know the 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 big concussion industry but it's it's hard to tell somebody who loves to do something like we do mm-hmm. i mean i feel like all of us share the gene where we fell in love with something early yeah. and there was just no stopping us from trying to get there you know from trying to get whatever success, you know, yeah. out of comedy that we wanted to get. And if somebody told you you had to shut it down, you know, I don't know if it would be worth living. It's a yeah, thought. I don't know least. what I would do. Right, yeah.
1: Well, I don't know what I would do, like sell mattresses?
2: And and that's what kind of they're insinuating that Tua should do. You know, it's like, go do something else. You can't play. You shouldn't play anymore. And it's like, I get it. I, for medical reasons, that's absolutely fair. But- What's this guy going to do with his yeah, life?
3: They're all given phony educations. They're pushed through school. None of them really have to
2: work for anything. They just know football. And that's the only
3: thing they know. I guess and you can
1: coach somewhere. But even
2: that, I don't think he's got the resume after just three seasons to, yeah. I mean, yeah, he'd have to start small. It'd High be school like, or football or college, maybe. And, and, you know, coaching is cool and you're still kind of in the NFL, but it's like. It's not where he was at. It's
1: not the yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you just bought a house and you have a mortgage, you have to make that up. So and, like now you got to sell everything?
2: And you're about to be a star. He
1: was oh about to be... You were
2: so close. His numbers were just
3: as good as anyone else in the NFL. not, I think mean, he was like the second best quarterback the entire year. Yeah, there was MVP talk. He was going
2: to yeah. maybe be the MVP. I mean, it wasn't going to happen because Patrick's so great, but it yeah. was a, a genuine possibility that... Everything that he wanted out of life was going to happen until these concussions. This
1: sounds like a made-for-lifetime movie.
2: It it probably will be.
1: I would watch it. (laughs) I don't know anything about football, but, like, the idea of working your whole life towards this dream, and then you're hurt, and then they're like, you can't do it anymore. Well— Right when you're about to be famous and pop off, like, that's so— Soul crushing.
2: And that's part of the majesty. It's not just the, you know, the kinesthetic beauty and the and the, you know, uh, comical violence. It's also the storylines are so great in football. I mean, they're really if you c- follow it long enough, you have a deeper appreciation for everything that goes on when you're watching a game. I can watch sports documentaries all day long yeah
1: what's that 30 for 30 i don't know anything about like these a lot of these sports Mm -hmm. but i'll watch these documentaries and be totally invested they're
3: great ones unbelievable they're unbelievable um we're we're starting to run out of time unfortunately because i I feel like we barely scratched the surface on all the things that are great and horrible about the nfl yeah
1: violence but we've also talked about the good things about it let's say something we like about it
2: okay (laughs) that'll be easy
3: yeah, I mean it's a lot of fun. You get to hang out with your family, your friends. You get to party. We talked about tailgating. How about this Super Bowl halftime shows? Sure, I, I love a halftime those are, show. Yeah, I love the good old halftime shows. I love the band. You know that you
2: have. You know, yeah, the, that comes in. Rihanna this year at the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, big Rihanna performing, and they go all out. These big stars go even like take it a step above right. for the yeah. Super Bowl. There's
1: a blind item that ASAP Rocky. She's like paying for him to do it because he wants his like career to go up. A a little bit more.
2: Oh, I mean. I like that. That's great. Yeah. yeah bring them on.
3: That's bring what a up. lot of people do. Yeah. You know, um, the uh, I think that a good thing about football is, oh gosh, not to sound like a, an asshole, but I think people who have nothing to talk about, like dudes. They
1: can talk about something. They can talk that's about
3: football. It. Like yeah. you have to like hang out with one. If like your wife brings you out. To hang out with her friend and her husband, and you don't know this guy from fucking nothing. If he knows football and you know football, you could talk all night.
2: That's I went to New Orleans for for the show, like I said, and and um, New Orleans, obviously, great city, pretty pretty chatty as it is. Yeah. Like you can talk to anybody anywhere. It seems really like friendly like that. But with these NFC and NFC championship games on, like that was you could have a conversation for an hour with a total stranger everywhere we went at a bar. They would see the hat or I would see mm-hmm. something on them or you can just talk and it's just a completely comfortable conversation. I literally
3: high five people in the street because we both have Dolphins hats on. Yeah, that's nice. I have you a know. New
1: Orleans Saints shirt. I don't know shit about Saints, but really you from New Orleans? You'll and get we have yeah. a whole conversation. You know, it's nice. Yeah. I like the food of football.
3: Oh, oh for yeah, sure. I like that. Sure.
1: They, they want you to eat and it's like you got to eat a lot. Oh, you know? yeah,
2: arepas down in Miami. If you're in uh, the Miami Miami Dolphin Stadium, go get yourself an arepa. And my mom's Colombian, so I know all about that, the, mm. the deliciousness of a good, hot arepa. Ooh. Ooh. Now, I got a question for Danny. Chief fan, your whole life, mm-hmm. top five chiefs. Let's hear it. I mean, Pat's in there. You know, it's mm-hmm. – uh, I mean, Derek Thomas is the easiest one. That's my number one. I wrote five two. Yeah, I mean, I guess I won't do it in order then, because I, I wasn't. I, I mean, it'll be yeah. too hard. No, no. But uh, definitely Derek Thomas. He died uh, young, actually. Car accident. Car accident that, and then resulted in a blood clot. It was like just this painful tragedy in my childhood. He was so young, and he was one of the so greatest good. linebackers oh, of all time. So Aww. good. Uh, he was. He got he out, like just six retired, sacks right? in a game. He. No, he was still playing. I think he was going to come back for the next season. Wasn't it eight? Didn't he get eight sacks in a game? Maybe it was, maybe we'll, we'll, uh, compromise at seven. I don't think anyone can get 10, 10 is like a season, but he, so he was great. I loved Jamal Charles who another guy, I mean, we, you could go down the list of people whose careers ended tragically due to injury. Um, seven, seven. Right. So we did. Yeah. Right down the middle. Um, Jamal Charles had this one game where he had like five touchdowns that were just against the Raiders, and fuck the Raiders forever. And it was just such a great day. You know,
1: again, I don't know much about football, but everybody has a Raiders hat on. Mm-hmm. They're always the people that like throws a chair against the wall. Well,
3: Steeler fans and Eagle fans, yeah, yeah.
1: This is me as a bartender. Every time the the game came on, the person with a Raiders hat usually said something very offensive. Yeah, my mom
2: is still scared about. The idea of me going to the Raiders Stadium to watch a game because they're she crazy. thinks I'll get stabbed to death. Yeah, they're, they're in crazy, Vegas right? now. Or though. Vegas. It's, it's different. Yeah, yeah it, it's they, not they even the same. No they're in Vegas.
1: Base. That's worse. Yeah, yeah. Vegas yeah. I mean, is
2: insane. I mean, Oakland is a pretty tough place to yeah. play a, a game that means a lot to the people of the city. Um, Vegas is. Yeah, I think it's more like people just come because they got nothing else. Because the Jabberwockies was sold out or something. But.
3: Growing, growing up, uh, the uh, the dolphin uh, in my mall. They you weren't allowed to wear Raiders clothes because it was gang.
2: Apparel, yeah, really? oh yeah. I mean, my chief starter jacket was like, I. There were bullies who beat the shit out of me and tried to steal it <laughs> oh two god. separate times. Oh my god!
1: Oh, the starter jacket generation, where oh, people were so like cool. stabbed. And I shit. want,
2: I want one today. I used I, to have an Orlando Magic one that was really cool.
1: I saw, There were people <laughs> in my high school Those who got stabbed colors. for Orlando Magic starter jackets. Really? Yes. Well, well
3: I don't know where mine is. Alright, All right, <laughs> so you got three. You got Derek Thomas, uh, uh, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick, obviously.
2: I think Travis Kelsey is in there, too. I mean, it's between Travis Kelsey and Tony Gonzalez, the two great tight end loves yeah. of my life. Um, and then I guess I gotta go defense. I really liked Neil Smith too. Oh a D tackle. I mean he I was could go on that, on. he was huge, but yeah, he was he only great. Had five. He had the he had a great celebration every time he yeah. got a sack. He did the home run celebration. All right, so here I are mean, mine,
3: here are my top five. Derek Thomas, Tony Gonzalez, mm-hmm. of course, Nick Lowry. I love and what a
2: the I mean, mustache on that all guy! The, all the points. He, he was a, one of the best kickers of all time. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't have said a kicker, but yes.
3: Number sixteen all-time points scoring scored list. We're proud of him. Yeah, uh, Christian Okoye.
2: You fuck, man! I and the Nigerian. It's nightmare. so hard to pick the right running back in this list. And uh, Steve Deberg. Really? Steve DeBerg? I love Steve DeBerg. I actually saw an interview with him recently. <laughs> he ruined my life when I was a kid. He yeah, could yeah, not yeah. win in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. usually to the Dolphins. I know. That was a bad time for me. I fucking hated you guys. I just remember <laughs> that. Those years, I fucking hated the. So dolphins. you wouldn't
1: have been friends. Like if you met Ed before, you were friends with him for comedy, and friends. you knew him through a dolphin thing. We you'd w- be like, I, I don't want to hang out with but you.
2: But then we would have shared some Comedy Central presents that we both yeah. saw, and we would have known <laughs> exactly. Right, right. We would have spoken the language.
1: I do like the kicker. I think that's one of my favorite.
2: That's what my father was. Positions. Pull up a photo. I actually feel like Nick Lowry.
1: I just I have him up right yeah, now. Yeah,
2: early nineties. Sexy, like he that's looks like what it a was.
1: Vegas sink. Oh,
2: that's him now. Yeah, that's yeah, too yeah. old. He, he looks like Donny Osmond or something now. Like, yeah, he he's looks like a Vegas straight. singer. Now look at him in his prime. That's where I think you'll you'll be able to get a slight right. amount of horniness. Let's so, see.
3: Speaking of beating the Chiefs in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I wanted to close this show out nice with a, a salute to Don Shula. Uh, this is something I wrote a while ago when Don Shula passed away, and uh, I wanted to share it with you all here at the Brighter Side audience. So um, uh, this is a uh, a salute to the greatest football coach of all time. Debatable, but most wins? Does Def- he, still, he still be
2: Belichick? He is, yeah. Belichick's way behind. Oh, I mean, yeah. 365 the, wins. Shula was around for three decades. Yeah, he was around forever.
3: All right. Um, no coach in NFL history won more games or had more players arrested than Don Shula. <laughs> he knew how to put a team together. The Miami Dolphins, like real dolphins, were mostly stolen from the wild. Don Shula was born in Ohio, but he was a winner, so he had to leave. <laughs> now that Don Shula's gone, there's a, there will be no reference to what a winning coach would be like in Miami. If Don Shula were an animal... He'd be a Don Shula because Don Shula was a goddamn animal. (laughs) Don Shula was tougher than a steak at Shula Steakhouse.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they have Don Shula Steakhouse. Look at this. Yeah,
3: That's right. Oh, yeah. I used to go there all the time. Notoriously
2: bad steakhouse.
3: Oh, man. There was one in New York that my girlfriend at the time wanted to take me to for my birthday, and we got there, and it had just closed down. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Shula, who was a spokesman with Dan Marino for Nutrisystem Weight Loss Program, just to prove that even when he was losing— he was still a winner. So let's pour out some steak sauce for the great Don Shula. We love you, buddy. Thank you, Miami and the Dolphins and Danny Solomon and Amber for sitting here and talking about some football. Have some fun at the, watching the Super Bowl this weekend. Or if you don't give a shit at all, I, here's a little piece of advice I like to get to people. All the fancy restaurants in town are empty. Yeah. Ooh. If they got no TVs and they're super fancy, you can go get, you can just walk right into any really, really fancy restaurant and have a nice meal. Nice. And so that is a good, that's a good tip. I also, uh, I've been to theme parks a couple times during the Super Bowl, <laughs> and that's a lot of fun. They're usually empty. So go do whatever, whatever's really busy. Watch all a movie. Time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, go to the go, mall. Go to the movies. Yeah. Go to the mall. Anything that's super crazy, you're going to be able to do it by yourself
2: because everyone's watching football.
3: <laughs> (laughs) Um, Danny Solomon, the Sorry We Love Football podcast, available everywhere. Right,
2: it is. Yeah, and you know we it's just three guys who we love football, and we acknowledge that it's wrong, and so we just shit on it.
3: And if you want to go back, um, check out the episode I did back in August with them. It was a lot of fun. Classic. Um, Check out uh, Danny's got an album on Spotify called Genius. Uh, go give that a listen. Pump those numbers. Uh Instagram, Instagram, uh, Danny Solomon with an extra N on the end of it. That's all I could get. I, I hear you, buddy. I got the underscore on Twitter. Amber Smelson on Instagram. Eddie Tunes regular on Instagram. Last Podcast Network. The Brighter Side LPN. Um, Twitter at sorry we love NFL for the NFL podcast. Twitter at Eddie Tunes underscore at Amber Smelson at Last Podcast Network at Brighter Side LPN. Uh, brighter side live on Twitch is no longer the second Tuesday of the month. Fucking tell everyone, call your mom, let them know. Uh, the next one's going to be on February 13th, the day after the Super Bowl. I imagine we'll talk football then too. Um, it's going to be 8 PM Pacific, 11 PM Eastern on the last podcast Twitch network. After that, starting in March, we're going two times a month, the first and third, uh, Wednesdays of the month uh, on the next and the, that's going to be starting all on March first so check that out we love our show also do someplace underneath the other podcast that amber does you guys are also uh you you ladies are also (laughs) doing uh, a twitch show on the lpn network now you try you did
1: your first one last week that's correct and it's going to be every other week that we're not doing it for brighter side amazing So if you want to just tune in and see me then just tune in
3: and you but you're not doing it at 8 p.m though you're doing yours at 6:30, correct? Yes. Yes, so some, uh, so some place underneath will be at 6:30 and the brighter side will be at Eight, I'm gonna be doing some stand up across the country if you're around. Um, I'm gonna be at the Brea Improv with Jeff Ross and Nicole Buchanan on February 24th and February 25th. On March 30th, I'll be at the Miami Improv in Doral and
2: on the Trump country
3: on the 31st. Right, his it's seriously like his golf course is like across the street. (laughs) The 31st and the 2nd, I'll be at the Palm Beach Improv. All those shows will be with our buddy Nimesh Patel. And I'll be back in Florida in April 27th at the Palm Beach Improv with Jeff and the 28th through the 30th at the Dania Improv. So I'm going to be doing Florida heavy, coming heavy, end of March, all of April. See me down there. You can still rent or buy my movie, How America Kill My Mother, at howamericankillmymother.com. Uh, Most importantly, though, we both got Patreons. Why don't you tell the people about your Patreon, Amber?
1: I'm um, Amber Smelson. It's a way to support me as an artist. Uh, tune in. I do a lot of writing. Also, Vince Woolfork is 325 pounds.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's like a human square.
1: That's fucking crazy. <laughs> and he just got a divorce, ladies. No way. Did he? In 2021. Oh, he loved his wife. Yeah. They but... were so, oh, they had such a nice relationship. I don't know if she died, though. Let me take a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, a lot I different. Hope
3: not. Uh, yeah, how this? would she die before him though?
1: I, mean, I think like, she might have died. Oh no. Mm. That
3: makes me even sadder. They're all so nice. Vince Wilfork is notoriously nice, by the way. Oh yeah? Yeah, I didn't talk to him, but like he just has a good reputation. Uh when he played me, it wasn't very nice. He kicked shit out of me. Uh, While well, you're finding out if his wife is dead, you can go ahead and sign up for my Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash Eddie <laughs> That's the home of the Eddie Tunes two-hour radio hour. I put a bunch of playlists out on there and uh, my stand-up clips from all over the country. Go check that out. Sticker giveaways going strong. You can um, mail us a self-addressed stamped envelope to the brighter side. Care of LPN, P.O. Box 470, North Hollywood, California, 91603. Thank you so much for our editor, April, Madeline, Ryan, Maddie, everyone that helps us with our show, Fernando, Ben, Marcus, Henry, everybody. We love we love the network. And taking us out today is one of the greatest songs ever written, the Miami Dolphins theme song. I
1: think she's still alive.
3: Thank God. All right.
1: Well, sorry, you guys. Sorry, sorry. No. You know, it just only had a thing. And it looks like there was an awkward interview. It's on New York Post. Great. Okay, great.
3: Awesome. i glad we gave that plug for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take them all from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. They're in the air, they're on the ground, they're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because they're Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. yeah. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. You bring out the guns. Bang, 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 bang. Thank you guys. Be good to yourselves. Peace.
2: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
0: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
1: Mix
3: things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for a Perfect with our classic fries.
0: Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba da ba ba ba. Nine one one. What's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship Somebody tonight. Nine one one comes to ABC. If we're gonna make it out of here, we gotta work together. Tonight at nine on ABC,
2: followed by Seven News at eleven.
3: This is why you watch 7 News at 5. This breaking story is happening as we speak. To get breaking news from the alert desk. When I know
1: about it, you'll know about it first. So you're always connected with what's happening now. Only on 7 News at 5.